Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're talking about the municipal election in the city of Toronto. Well, the by-election. And there are candidates who have expressed their interest and decided they're going to run for mayor of the city of Toronto. And let's talk to one of them now. Colin DeMello joins us on The Roy Green Show. Colin, how are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming on on very short notice. Yeah, my no, my pleasure. So I'm the Queen's Park Bureau Chief for uh, Global News, and, and so I'd be focusing really on, on, on the race. But I can tell you, Roy, I mean, right now there's a number of candidates who have decided to jump in, some who, you know, decided to leave politics originally, some who currently are in municipal politics, one of whom was the former chief of police for the city of Toronto, um, and, and a lot of people who really are... Uh, you know, showing interest in a mayoral race that they didn't really show before because John Tory had kind of locked it up for, you know, three consecutive elections in a row. In fact, in October of last year, you know, no one really wanted to take on John Tory because he was so strong as, um, you know, the, the mayoral candidate. Everyone had realized that their chances of being able to actually uh, mount a successful campaign against John Tory would have been impossible. Now that he's out of the picture, we're seeing a lot of people from the left, the right, some some in the center as well, all saying that they're going to you know try to try to jump in and, and take on uh, you know what would be the mayor for the, the largest city in the country. It's a fascinating situation, though, when you look at the city of Toronto, biggest city in the country, as you said, with uh, immense municipal power and influence over other municipal governments and how they respond and react. And uh, with the mayors in uh, in Toronto cities, large cities, having more influence, if you will, on uh, on how certain cities or or how cities are are run and operated. So, well, and yeah. in the city of Toronto, it's incredible, right? The mayor has an incredible degree of power because uh, Premier Doug Ford and John Tory had brokered this deal in which the mayor of Toronto would get these strong mayor powers. The premier has always kind of complained uh, because he used to be a member of city council in Toronto as well. He's always complained about the fact that you know mayors in Toronto are just one vote um, and you really have to win a lot of support from other city councillors in order to get anything done. And they always felt that that was quite obstructionist because you know some city councillors uh, could, could really hamper a mayor's agenda. And, and the premier always thought that, that was unfair. So the mayor of Toronto has these strong mayor powers. And the mayor of Toronto has the ability to set the budget as an example, hire and fire high-level city bureaucrats, including the chief of police, the city manager, etc. And that gives him or her a great degree of power in the municipality. And it diminishes the other city councillors as well. No longer does the mayor of Toronto really have to you know, work with everybody. You know, the mayor of Toronto can just propose a budget, set the budget, uh, craft the entire budget, and, and city councillors would have to, you know, really gang up in overwhelming numbers, two-thirds, in order to overrule or veto that budget. So this is there is a lot at stake here for whomever becomes the next mayor of Toronto. Do you think, uh, Colin, and you know the individuals who are running, do you think that this, the fact that there is this significant additional power that goes with the mayor's job in the city of Toronto would uh, be an enticement uh, for candidates to either decide, yes, we're going to run, or maybe not this time. 
Well, I think a lot of people, like I said, were shying away from the race before when John Tory was mayor because, you know, uh, he had always posted incredible numbers of support from voters. Uh, in fact, in the last election, I believe John Tory had received more votes than all of the other councillors combined. And, and so, you know, without him there, it's really given, um, it's really made this a wide open field. Now, a lot of them have been, um, you know, taking into account a lot of things, right? Do they have the really the support from uh, donors and the support from potentially a good cross-section of voters in order to mount a successful challenge. And the last two mayors in Toronto have been more right of center, Rob Ford and John Tory. So a lot of the left of center candidates have put their names forward. Uh, we have Anna Bailau, who, uh, you know, was an ally of John Tory, but certainly is, you know, more on the progressive side of things. Uh, Josh Matlow, who's a progressive counselor. Uh, we also have Mitzi Hunter, a, uh, an Ontario liberal cabinet minister, who's now taking a shot at the top job in Toronto. And so I think we're seeing a lot more progressive because they feel like this is their time. The danger with that is you could also see vote splitting on the left because there are so many progressives. And on the, on the conservative side of things, you've got um, you know the former chief of police, Mark Saunders, who's jumping into the race, uh, looking, looking to take on the top job. And he is really the only true right-of-center conservative candidate. He ran uh, you know, as a progressive conservative uh, in the last election but didn't win. And so now he's taking that crack at the, at the top job, really on a, on a crime and security and police kind of agenda. And that is a very uh, significant agenda for this mayoral by-election, if you will, in uh, 2023. Crime, police. There are a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of things that are top of mind, right? Like, how much money is police getting? Those who are on the progressive side might say it's a bit too much. Those who are on the conservative side say it's not enough because we're seeing crime levels rise in the city. Um, and safety is a huge concern, you're correct, because we've been seeing the random acts of violence in the streets. We've been seeing, uh, you know, more people um, injured or killed uh, due to gun violence. Not always at random, but sometimes, sometimes those are targeted shootings. But nevertheless, it increases, you know, the rates of, uh, anxiety about living in a safe community. Of course, we've seen everything that's been happening on the Toronto Transit Commission as well, uh, the random acts of violence that have been happening on the TTC. So crime is definitely a major issue. Finance, I think, though, is also a major issue and a major struggle for the city of Toronto. It's looking at a massive uh, billion-dollar shortfall, and it was hoping that the province would come through with some of that money in its budget that was delivered on Thursday. The province said, no, we're not going to come to your rescue. And so, you know, Premier Doug Ford could find himself becoming the, you know, the main opponent in this election, even though he's not running, because some progressives might want to point to Premier Doug Ford and say, see, you need a strong progressive in order to push back on the premier. And it could become, you know, an election between progressives and the premier. So th there are a lot of factors at play here. This could be definitely a, an exciting and interesting election campaign. And, you know, I, I, I think what's most important, though, about po politicians is one of the things that goes into the, the, the decision-making for all of the candidates who are running, some of whom, you know, were in contention and or their names were being tossed around, but they've got young kids. And that's the thing that a lot of people have to consider, right? For people who enter politics, if you've got young children, it is an enormous sacrifice because during the week you're at work and you're working hard. Your evenings are kind of sometimes... You're dealing with meetings where you might be putting out fires. And then your weekends, you know, as a politician, as a mayor, certainly, you've got to go to barbecues. You've got to go to, you know, ribbon cuttings. You've got to go into community events and really 
touch base with the community. It's a huge sacrifice, and that's why we see you know typically people who are a little bit older entering politics because their kids are older. And I know for some people who were considering it this time around, they said no because they want to dedicate their time and their lives uh, to their children who are who might be young, and and, and that's an enormous. Thing to, to, to give up. You can only do one thing. You can only be a parent really well, or you can either be a politician really well. I don't think you can do both. I think that applies to everything, but um, but I think that's why a lot of people, who are younger particularly, decide to stay out of politics. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.